Choose your player. Hello, my name is Kelly Gosted. I have been obsessed with aerial fitness since 2018. And the word that describes my obsession would be air. I'm up in the air all the time, upside down. Ooh, maybe upside down is the word. <laughs> Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Your Nerdy Obsession, the podcast where we uncover people's nerdy obsessions. My name is Michael Owen Achenbach, as always, and on today's episode, we have a topic that I know zero about. <laughs> I know nothing, and I'm pumped about it. And we have a not only someone who's nerdily obsessed with this, but also someone who is putting it into practice and is an expert teacher, in my opinion, because I've never and know nothing. Remember this, also people. But it is my good friend Kelly. Hello, Kelly. How are you? Hello, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Kelly and I served at a brunch restaurant here in Chicago. It seems like literally when we jumped on, we said it was a lifetime ago. There was a pandemic in between. There was there was a thirties, and we're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. It feels like it was. Uh, there was a gap of thirty years, which was actually two, but it's fine. <laughs> um, and Kelly, uh, Kelly, and I know each other from there. But why don't you introduce yourself? Tell everyone a little bit about what you currently are doing, um, and then we'll dive into because it matches up with your nerdy obsession. So we'll dive into that. So introduce yourself to the listeners. Sounds good. I, I'm Kelly. Um, I am a social media manager by day, um, focusing on the cannabis industry. But um, my obsession is in aerial fitness. I am an aerial fitness instructor. Um, and so that's what we're going to be discussing today. Something Michael yeah. knows nothing about. <laughs> nothing about aerial fitness. How long have you been doing the um, actual teaching of aerial fitness? I've been a teacher for a year now. I've been practicing for about five years. Five years. Now, how does how do you get into that? Like, what was the trigger that was like, hi, I want to. Well, first here, let's step back. Let's define it for people. Right. What yes. is when we say aerial fitness, what is aerial fitness? So aerial fitness is a form of exercise or performance arts where you use a silk um, hammock or a silk um, silk fabric. Um, it can be hung up as one singular fabric where you're just using one single fabric hanging to the floor. It can be in a loop. It can be two fabrics. Um, I focus on in a hammock. So it's one single fabric that is in a loop. That's called an aerial hammock. Um, and you use that to either perform or do exercises. Um, in my um, teaching, I mostly focus on teaching it as a fitness exercise. So using the hammock as a prop, 
Um, it's very similar to different exercise programs like bar or Pilates. You're just using that fabric as a prop for exercise. Um, as you keep going into it, it starts to turn into the performance aspect, kind of similar to Cirque du Soleil or Pink, if you've ever seen Pink in concert. She does aerial um, aerobics as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the gist of it. <laughs> How far did you say, I'm sorry, how far off the ground are you normally suspended if it's a hammock? Um, so it depends. Our Lincoln Park studio, I would say our ceilings are 15 feet, I would say. Um, so they're pretty high up, um, but you don't have to go that high up, um, especially for beginners. When I have any beginners in the class, we don't really leave the floor that much. We don't go more than like maybe a foot or two off of the floor. Um, we're mostly using that fabric as, as a prop, um, to stretch or to, you know, do one legged lunges, things like that. But then once you get into, um, where I'm at, where I'm starting to delve into the performance aspect of it you will go a, lo a lot higher in the air, much more like Cirque du Soleil. Nice. I love that. What? So how did you get started in this? Like what What triggered the, the part of your brain to be like, I want to go swing from the heights? Like, let's... <laughs> it had never been on my radar. I'd never heard of it. I mean, I'd heard of Cirque du Soleil. Like I've seen it, but... I just, it was not something that I ever thought I'd do or was interested in doing at all. Um, my, all of my fitness background was in running. I was a runner in high school and I was at a point where I had moved to Chicago. I was like trying to get into some different hobbies, try to do something different with, you know, not just working and, and coming home. Um, and so there was this app called ClassPass. I don't know if you've used it before, but it's um, an app where you can just like try out different fitness studios. It's like no commitment. You can just like try one class here, try one class there. You don't have to sign up for a whole membership. And my friend, actually, you know her, Stephanie from, from Hash House. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Got me actually interested in doing it. She's like, Kelly, look at this thing. Like, this looks so <laughs> fun. Like, let's do this. Let's do this exercise together. And we were like, okay. I was like, I'll sign up for it. So me and Stephanie went to our first class together. Um, we just were like, this looks crazy. It looks like an experience. Let's try yeah. it out. And Stephanie hated it. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> I love that. Part of the reason she also hated it was we accidentally went to an advanced class, our first class. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, Stephanie was just like not great with going upside down. For me, I don't, I love zip lining and things like that. I don't know. I just like took to it really easily and was like, yeah. oh, this is so fun. I'm upside down. I can like do all these crazy things with my body. Um, and I think honestly, because I went to the advanced class before the beginner's class, because I was able to go up side down uh, like before the beginners usually do I was like whoa this yeah. is cool I love this um and I just started going all the time um and I didn't I, I ended up uh, I didn't get a membership because it was too cheap back then <laughs> but I uh, started, <laughs> I I worked a deal with the um studio owner where I cleaned the studio twice a week and I got a free membership yeah so that's the way to do work, it I love that there twice a week cleaned the studio you know, worked out as much as I could. And then I was like, you know, I want to make this more of my life. Like, I love this. I want to, you know, if not teach, I want it to be something that I'm more knowledgeable in. So I didn't actually go into um, the training certification thinking I was actually going to teach. I just wanted to learn more. And then they were like, you'd be a great teacher. You should don't sell yourself short. You should try it out. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll try it out. And so I've been teaching for a year now. 
That's so wicked. I love that. That's so cool. Um, what I was going to say is it's so it's so interesting how you kind of got like what you said about how you got to the advanced class over the beginners class. It's almost like instead of having the the visual excitement of like you brought up like pink, like you're you see pink and you're like, oh, that would be so cool to do. You instead had like the actual physical moment to be like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And then you're yeah. like, oh, wait, this I, this was great. Like I can experience this day like that is that's so interesting. Right. Like you, you yeah. experienced it first before seeing it. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it was I pretty cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen like a couple pictures on Instagram, but like it wasn't anything I ever like had registered before. And then when I was like, oh, I've seen this before, like, whoa, I'm doing something pretty cool here. So it was it was it was fun. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, when um, like you were saying, the transition when you were becoming the instructor and how you've been it for a year, is there kind of a, a difference per se of the fitness aspect versus a performance aspect that we see? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, visually there probably is one, but is there something like I'm assuming fitness, like you go to the gym, I'm like, I'm going to work on biceps today. I'm only going to do this. I'm, I'm assuming it's similar, but what, what does that kind of difference look like? Yeah, definitely. So, um, there's different like avenues of aerial fitness. There's also the infighting in the community between the different types <laughs> of it. Um, don't call it aerial yoga. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there's like different, there's different aspects of it. So my studio, we focus on the fitness aspect of it. So, um, they don't like us like advertising it as aerial yoga because it's not yoga. It is fitness. We are, we're kicking butts. We're taking names. We're making you sweat. Um, we do have aerial yoga classes in addition to that, where that's more slow flow. You're using, you're using the hammock as a prop, but more of a prop to stretch. And then there is the aerial performance uh, um, aspect. So there's these three, there's aerial yoga, aerial fitness, and aerial performance. I focus on the fitness. I'm delving into the performance a little bit. Um, performance is a little bit is, is like a higher standard. Um, you do need some more, um, more training on that in that aspect to teach performance aerial. Um, it's also a little more dangerous. So there's different props that you might need, like a crash pad, which is like a big, um, a big mat that you would put underneath the, um, the fabric in case you were to fall. To like, literally what it sounds like, probably a crash yeah, pad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so there's like different standards of safety for different types of aerial um, and different places that you can go for different types. So, uh, for example, when I traveled in, in Asia, they were more focused on aerial yoga. Um, and so most of the classes I went to in Asia were more slow flow focused, um, at aerial air, aerial fitness where I teach, it's a lot like a bar class. It's a 50 minute class where I'm, we're focusing on abs, we're focusing on legs, we're focusing on our upper body. But then if you go to places in Chicago, like a loft circus lofts, they're more teaching circus stuff. It's more, you're going to feel like you are learning that performance aspect. They're going to be more like point your toes here. You want to hold your body in this direction. They'll give you more of that visual feedback or the feedback to make what you're doing visually appealing versus I'm when I'm teaching fitness, I'm focused on, I want your body, your hips to be squared towards the mirror so that you're, you know, activating your core in the proper way, things like that. Mm, nice. Okay, cool. Um, 
with uh, working out for people who might not know this, but there's also something um, similar called not similar. I want this is a question mm-hmm. I'm building up to called TRX. TRX is essentially two straps hanging from a bar and you can do a lot of different things with them mm-hmm. when. So TRX, there's always a part of your body that is touching the ground mm-hmm. when in uh, aerial fitness when you want to do, because I, I honestly thought it would just be like aerial yoga, right? That slow flow, that slow flow aspect of it. So when you're talking about like making us sweat, making us work, what are some of those? What are some of those cardio like things that you can do while you're while you're up there? Because like in my mind, the minute you said like, oh, well, cardio, I'm like, oh, what you spin down? Because I've seen people do that, but like I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? Not obviously, that's not what it is, but I, but that's kind of where my brain is going. And TRX is how I connect it. Cause I can do a lot of cardio with that. Right. Cause one part of your body is always mm-hmm. touching the ground. You can move your body parts, but I was curious, yeah. how does, how do you sweat? What, what's the cardio? Yeah, how do you sweat? Okay. So, <laughs> um, I guess I'll like, I guess I'll, I'll start, do like a, ba- a basic overview of my class. So, um, we start our class with like a, a warm up five minutes, which is using the hammock to kind of, we're stretching where it might be like putting the hammock underneath our arms, like underneath our shoulders, um, kind of like hanging there, um, you know, going in circles, you're taking the hammock over your head, stretching out your arms, different things like that. Then I get into our leg work, which is we're holding onto the hammock with our hands where it's wrapped around our wrists, but we're doing lunges. So I'm making people do box lunges ups and up and down, maybe, um, plies, um, different types of squats. We'll also use the hammock to do what I would say is like warrior one, warrior two, warrior three, where you're holding onto the hammock, but you're doing those warrior positions with your lower half of your body. Um, after our, um, after our legs portion, I'll get into core. A lot of that is I'll have them hang upside down and they have to do sit-ups or crunches upside down, uh, which is yes. a lot harder than doing yeah. crunches on the floor. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, Let's make you fight so, more more gravity, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I, I'm really, you know, kicking butt during that part of I class. love it. Um, yeah, we'll do core. We'll um, work on doing inversions, which is holding onto the fabric and like flipping yourself upside down and then coming back to um, the position that you were previously in. Um, then we will get into kind of like you know, putting our, putting our foot in the fabric, our ankle in the fabric and doing different motions with our opposite leg or with our arms while we have that other foot in the fabric. So you're always touching the fabric, your feet may be touching the floor, your feet may not be touching the floor. It just like depends on what part of class we're in. Um, And then for like the cardio aspect of class, I love to do kick people's butts with high knees and butt kickers and then doing a quick round of you got to do tuck jumps. So a tuck jump is like you're holding onto the fabric, you pull yourself up, knees to chest, cannon paw kind of pose. And I love to do what I call tuck jump pyramid where I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to do four tuck jumps and then we're going to do six tuck jumps and then we're going to do eight tuck jumps. Oh and then we're going to do six and then four yeah. again. <laughs> uh, you so are brutal. <laughs> I, I kick butts in I class. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you will be sore the next day for sure. Well, that's what I, that was kind of the next question. Like you have your body, the parts of your body that you were just like, oh, I've never thought. And then not only on top of that, like you're, I'm talking about arms when you're doing all of those things that you were saying, but then your core 
constantly yeah. engaged, right? Constantly. Yeah. There's no, you can't not. <laughs> exactly. It's an amazing workout because you're working out so many different parts of your body at the same time, doing motions that are really fun. Like sometimes they don't, sometimes it doesn't even seem like you're working out. You're like, oh, like I'm just flipping upside down. Like this is fun. But then you're actually working your core out. You're working out your your arms and you'll be tired, but it's it's like a fun, creative way to work out. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah. How um, often would you suggest, I mean, you as an instructor probably do this. I mean, it's your, it's your day to day, like let's get real. <laughs> <laughs> so how often do you suggest like, whether it be in your case versus someone normal versus someone that's starting, like how often should someone do this and then ramp up into getting into something? I mean, I, I'm a person that will just jump into anything because that's just my my way of doing it. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I am, too. I mean, I honestly feel like jumping in is the best way to experience it. Um, but I guess our phrase at our studio is like, you all just try something twice. As long as you try it twice, like do it two times and see how you feel. I think like two times within a week is like the best the best intro to it. That's, I think twice a week is like a good introduction into the practice. You're getting a feel for it. And you're also letting your body recover a little bit after you go to the next class <laughs> or before you go to the yeah. next class. Mm-hmm. When someone's looking, um, should they always, what are like the names or some lingo that um, when they're like looking into this, like, should it say just like low flow or is there kind of a, is there not really a normal type saying of like, if I'm getting into it, I don't want to go to like you did an advanced class. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like how, how can, how can, how can people like get into it, but know that? Yeah. So I think it's just really important to look at the class descriptions, um, wherever you're going. Cause it, with Ariel, it's such a, uh, I'm trying to find the word. It's just so various across the country, I guess. Um, mm. there's so many different studios doing different types of practice. So, um, I will say that I think that the, the, the aerial yoga is easier for a lot of instructors to incorporate into a regular yoga practice. So, um, what I'm seeing is, um, a lot of regular yoga studios adding it on as like an extra class. So that might be a good place to start. Um, if you're wanting to get into the more fitness aspect of it, I would be looking into, uh, the class descriptions, just making sure that you're not getting into an advanced class, one that you're not going to be you know, doing inversions or upside downs um, too soon. Um, Mm. While you can go upside down your first class, you don't want to be going really high up in the air and then going upside down. You don't want to be being forced to do things you're not ready for. So you always want to start with an introduction foundation class that will give you the foundations for what you need to continue on in your practice. Mm, I love that. Um, We're going to pivot a little bit. I want to dive into you. Um, when, so I have always had this like dream that I wanted to be a fly, like I've wanted to fly, right? Like I've wanted to like, you know, go through the sky, nothing attached to me. (laughs) It's such a weird pivot. How does it, how does this feel for you? Cause like, I can imagine, um, watching these people that I've seen on YouTube as I was doing some research or even watching your, um, posts that you do on social media, being up there and being one, you seem so in control of what's happening, but two, being so free in your movement at the same time, what is kind of that feeling like that? One, it's probably an adrenaline rush. Obviously you come back, but like, what is that feeling and how does that like, 
how does that connect to your whole being in life? It was super deep, but that's kind of what I want to know. So deep. I don't know if I'm like feeling anything like in the moment. I'm more like trying to focus on like what my next move, where am I going from here? You know, like I'm in this position. What do I need to do to get into the next position? And I, you know, I guess more of it is like when I look back on what I did. So I like, I do a lot of video recording of all of my poses that I do. And so a lot of it is when I go back and look at that and I'm like, Oh, I made this look the same as, you know, the video I was trying to copy. Like mm-hmm. it, it's like a, a feeling of accomplishment that I was able to get my body into the shape that I needed to, to, to accomplish that pose. And I guess like, I'm just, when I'm doing it, I'm just feeling I'm feeling into it. I'm feeling like, you know, this is, this is just, I don't want to stop, but it's also really tiring. Getting up into one pose can be very exhausting. So like it, it can take a lot out of you, but you want to keep doing it if it wasn't for the exhaustion kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that, um, as like you said, like you're moving from the fitness into a little bit more performance, maybe like, do you think that is going to change or do you think that's still that same mindset, right? As the, you'll still have like, Oh, this is how the performance needs to go. This is how this is structured. This is how it needs to go versus, I mean, I come from it as an actor perspective, right? Like I am solely off of an emotional, like, Oh, this is how I'm feeling. So mm-hmm. what is, are you learning that way? It's different. Are you learning it similar? Um, or is that too loaded of a question? That's okay too. I'm not sure I understand your question. <laughs> I mean, so if so, as a as a fitness instructor right now, I see very how it's like. Oh, I want to move from this position. How am I going to move into my next position? What are the steps I have to take there? Mm-hmm. Um, as an actor, I feel when I'm performing in that aspect, I have yes the script in my mind, but I also feel more free to go with where my emotions are. So I'm thinking in aerial performance, it, is that a similar thought where it's like, oh, I, can, I have to move from this position to this position in time with the music? Or is it more of an emotional, I'm moving through, it's like dance versus, does that help yeah. at all? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess, um, so I guess it depends on what I'm trying to accomplish with, with a pose. So there's some times where I will just get on the fabric and just do whatever I feel like. Um, and then there's times where I'm like trying to accomplish a certain pose or like make it, you know, do a certain sequence that I've been practicing. Um, so I guess that's like the, the difference there. And I'd say that when I'm just kind of like going with a flow, it's just kind of like, I'm just in my own world. I'm just like, I'm just like, hope this looks cool. Like whatever though. <laughs> like I, yeah. I like to just like kind of see what the fabric can do and where it can take me. Cause with aerial yoga and fitness and performance, it's so new and it's so um, it's, it's still evolving so much. It's that like, you can still create something new all the time and you can try to do poses that other people have done, but you can also create your own and you can give it your own name. Like it can be whatever you want because it's so like new. There's no like categorical list of all of the poses that you can do and all of the different type of performance, you know, tricks that you can do. It's like 
limitless because it's whatever like you make it to be and you can come up with your own pose. I've, I've come up with my own pose a couple of times where I've named it and it's, yeah. it's like fun because you're like, Oh my God, it's catching on. People are doing this pose. And associating <laughs> yes. with me. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing because you can create and like contribute to the community. And I think like that's the, the thing I love the most. It's so collaborative and I think that's like kind of always in my mind when I'm doing it. I, I feel like I'm contributing to like the collaboration of this, the sport basically. Uh, uh, so that's a, like my favorite thing of it. I, I would say the community is fantastic. Is it? Well, how do you like this kind of goes into it since it is such a new sport or fitness regimen or, or even performance that I, I mean, the performance aspect might have been around for a long time, but I feel like it is more accessible now than it has ever been before to like yeah, to definitely. be able to do it. Right. Definitely. Um, I feel like it used to be very pigeonholed into circus and acrobatics. And yes, now it's like yep. starting to, you know, starting to be much broader where there's people that are renting aerialists for their wedding or, you know, stuff yes. like that. <laughs> yes. I love that too. Um, how do you, to friendships, to significant others, anything like that. Do you like, um, get them on it right away? I mean, you emailed me the minute I asked you this, you were just like, we're going to get you in here. And I'm, I'm not saying no, it will happen, but I just, I want to just have it first. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, how do you, how do you get that? Like, how do you get people that are maybe a little bit more timid about doing it? Or how do you get people to like jump in to like get this excitement that you share? Yeah. It is hard to be honest. I like people are super scared of it. Um, and I think I have a little bit to do with that because my Instagram is a little intimidating. I don't post what we do in class. I'm posting things that I'm doing myself or we, we have something called an air pose of the week every week. And that, and I post the pose of the week every week those are usually a little bit more advanced than what we're doing in class. It's not, it's not um, derivative of what the class is like, basically. So I feel like I intimidate people sometimes because I, I feel like they think that they're going to have to be twisting and turning and going upside down their first class. And so I, when I explain it to people, I'm like, that's actually not what I do. Like <laughs> I, when I teach it, we're on the floor, we're only going upside down like a couple of times. Don't worry. You'll be fine. So it is a lot of reassuring that um, it's not going to be too much for someone. So I do like to draw the parallel to bar Pilates. I'm like, if you've done a bar class, you can probably do an, an aerial fitness class. It's, it's very similar in terms of the intensity of it. Um, so that's kind of like how I try to ease people's mind. I'm like, you're not going to go upside down like I am. Don't worry. I'm like, don't, I'm not the standard for what you're doing. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I, I was just going to say, I'm going to flip your internal monologue. You weren't intimidating them. They are just being like, oh, I can't get to that good. Like, how do I get there? You're going to throw me. In, and I, I like, come on. I can't be that amazing. That's what they're saying. It's not. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can be, I didn't think I would ever do it either. And now. Here I am five years later, mm -hmm. and it's my favorite thing to do. Ah, I love it. And I, th hold on, I got to check. Oh, we will. We'll get into it later. But uh, one of one of the portions that I personally was scared of even trying, I, I'm less scared now after doing my research, was um, the strength of this item, uh, the hammock or the fabric um, oh, that, yes. that, that they can do. And it is 
incredibly strong. We'll go into specifics later. It's part of the nerdy knowledge. Um, but <laughs> I wanted to know, can you kind of talk about like the different types? So like we, if, if I just said this to a, a person, like I just think of like, it looks like a silk piece of fabric draped from the sky. Is that essentially what it is? Is there, are there different types? Can I do it um, in my backyard off a tree with any sheet? Like let's. <laughs> let's <laughs> Um, yeah, so there are, um, different types of material. I would say it's all, we always say it's, it's a silk fabric. I am not a hundred percent sure on like the actual, like makeup of like the percentage of silk to polyester or whatever it is in the fabric. Um, but the fabrics seem to be very standard across the industry from what I've seen. They seem to be very similar, um, thickness types and similar, um, similar stretchiness though. Like there, there's actually, there was one in, uh, in, in Mexico where the fabric was not to my liking. It was a little rough, but we were, we like to have very smooth, um, feeling fabric, especially to avoid silk burns. Um, same thing as rope burns, but you can get them in aerial. Um, so you want the fabric to be pretty soft, but also very sturdy. Um, and you can attach the fabric in various ways. So, um, Cirque du Soleil is more known for its two-piece fabric, where there's two fabrics hanging from the ceiling at one single point. Um, Air Aerial Fitness, where I teach, we're known for a, a hammock, which is a single loop of fabric hanging from a single point. Then um, a lot of yoga practices, they will do a two-point hammock, which is a hammock that's like a, you know, a, a hammock of fabric but attach at two different points on the ceiling as opposed to one point on the ceiling. So those are the different like makeups of how you can set up your fabric. Um, in terms of trees, trees are a big no, no. <laughs> um, in Damn the it. Area, <laughs> um, I, I've, I've actually attached mine to a tree before and then found out that it was not a good idea. So there's a lot of like, Facebook groups in the aerial fitness community and like different um, discourse online and if you, if any aerialist posts a picture of themselves with their fabric hanging from a tree, you get all these comments. Red. That are like, I was like, they just get reamed. <laughs> like, take that down. Um, so I've never done that ever since. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I didn't get the hate online, but I saw someone else get some hate. And I'm like, okay. I'm not <laughs> not worth it. Too. Not worth it. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently you need like an arborist to come look at the tree and make sure that it's sturdy enough. Because like if you yeah. do attach your fabric to a branch and the branch is not sturdy enough, um, you could the branch could just fall right on top of you while you're performing. Um, so I think the general rule of thumb is if you wouldn't attach a car to the tree, to the tree branch, don't attach yourself to the tree branch. <laughs> I like this. And by that, you mean like a car dangling, not a car going to yeah, rip up the tree. Dangling. It's a car dangling, people. Yeah, if a car <laughs> dangle from this tree branch, you should be good. Otherwise, don't try it. Um, I do have an at-home hammock that I have attached to a tree before. Did not fall, thankfully, but I'm going to be cautious from now on not do that again. I used to have my own at-home fabric um, attached to, I had a handyman come in and install it on my back porch. Um, that was awesome to have. Uh, really hot in the summer, but um, I moved and my back porch has terrible wood on the back porch, so I don't trust oh, it. But it's very yeah. important that wherever you're rigging your fabric, it needs to be super sturdy because you could just fall right out of the ceiling. So don't just like be 
putting your fabric anywhere on the ceiling. Like it has to be in a stud, has to be installed. Consult a professional before attaching anything. (laughs) With, with, um, you were talking about kind of the silk burns, um, everyone's, you know, passion and love. We all have the negative aspects of it. What about, what are kind of some, some bullet points of, of negatives here with, with aerial fitness? I can imagine like, first off, if it's a work on constant soreness, (laughs) I can just imagine. (laughs) It is the soreness and the silk burns by far. Um, Yeah, I'd say the silk burns are the worst aspect of it. It's, but it, and and also the fingers, your fingers get so sore. Really? Um, I wouldn't think that just because of gripping or like why? Strength. Oh, it is. Okay. So important because you got to be holding on to the fabric just, you know, in a big, like in a big fist, um, your fingers have to be very strong. Um, your wrists have to be really strong. So uh, there's, I'm constantly uh, cracking my fingers after class or like, you know, wiggling my fingers to try mm-hmm. to, to wake them up. Um, so that's the, the worst <laughs> it would be the grip strength <laughs> and the silk burns. Um, the silk burns mostly come about if you're not holding onto the fabric very tightly, um, I've gotten silk burns like all up my arm from the fabric wrapping around my arm. Just got to hold one really tight. <laughs> you don't want to. You also don't want to like slip and fall down the fabric as just preventing your your skin from rubbing against the fabric and sliding down against it is like the big thing because you causing the friction. The yeah. 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 That cause of friction. Um, we get some pretty bad silk burns sometimes. Um, we try to avoid them best we can, but sometimes they're, they're unavoidable. Oh yeah. <laughs> how far, um, how far have you gone with a position or like how far up have you gone on a piece of fabric? Like, what is your furthest accomplishment? Like you'll say, this is, this is the best I've done on a, on a piece of, on a hammock. Um, I mean, I got, I, I go all the way up to the ceiling. Um, like I can get all the way no, up. No, like no. <laughs> the ceiling if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think the ceilings are about 15 feet high. Um, and yeah, you can get all the way up to the top. Um, there's something called like a leg harness wrap where you can just wrap the fabric constantly around your thighs until you're all the way up into the ceiling <laughs> and you can just high five it and come back down. It's actually a very common thing to do in our advanced classes. We're like, okay, up to the ceiling and back down, like <laughs> go up there. Just get as back a practice. Down. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would be pissing myself all the way up. Um, I'm not a heights person. Like, is that, is that what you find? Like people who aren't, uh, aren't with heights today? That's the weirdest thing. I am so scared of heights. I hate so much like buildings, like the the Sears tower or whatever that one is. I will not walk (laughs) on that, that glass ledge thing. I'm like next to the wall, like the internal (laughs) wall of the building. I hate heights. Um, and I don't know this. I'm never scared of heights with Ariel. Um, I guess it's because I've, you know, as long as the fabric is wrapped around your body in a way that you're secure, you're not going to fall down. Like it's actually Mm. pretty rare for people, at least at my studio to fall out of the fabric. Like it sounds like something that would happen a lot. It actually doesn't because of the way we're wrapping it around our body. Like you've seen some of my Instagram, I can hang upside down and I'm like not worried my, I'm going to fall down because I'm, you know, I'm wrapped in a certain You're wrapped way. in, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. It's, it's weird because I'm huh. so scared of heights, but not scared of air. So 
don't know. One of my one of my uh, previous therapists, when we were talking about just fears in general, um, he says they all boil down to like some things. And one of the aspects of height is control. Because like I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't there nothing has control over me. So I'm wondering like what you're saying is that that fabric you know that that fabric is contr- like holding you. You are yeah. in control of that that thing. So maybe that's the aspect of it. But that's yeah, that might that's be super it. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. so interesting. Well, um, I got one last question for you. Um, I ask this question to every guest that we have on the podcast. So uh, you died. Um, I'm so sorry to tell you, um, and yeah, and, and after, after you died, the world, uh, because of how it is asked me to, you know, go into your house and get all your personal belongings. Cause you know, we are, we're so close and haven't seen each other in years. So that's what they asked. <laughs> so when I go in to your home to get your personal belongings, I find a secret, um, place, a secret like cubby and inside that cubby is a box and a note. And on this note, it says, whatever is, into the, whatever is in this box represents my obsession. What's in the box? Uh, it's so hard because it's like <laughs> most, of my, most of this activity occurs outside of my house. Uh, I guess it doesn't have to be physical. Really, it doesn't have to be I, physical either. It doesn't have to be physical. Like, what? No, it could be like, it could just be like a feeling, a feeling of this is what's in the box. But you go, you do what you want to do. <laughs> I guess like my fabric. Like, okay. I guess that's what represents my, you know, my sport. Um, maybe like, a, you know, my, my tripod for my phone because I used to record all my videos on. Like, those are my yes. two main things I use. My phone, my phone to record and my, and my hammock to perform. <laughs> Is there anything special about your hammock, like color, choice, or like, did you get to choose it? Or do you have one that's special? Mm, oh, it's gold. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got it from Amazon. It was just cheap, but like, I love gold. And so I was like, I'm going to get a gold fabric. <laughs> I love that. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you for chatting, but we're not done. Now I'm going to test your knowledge. The next section is called Nerdy Knowledge. <laughs> All right. So this is how like, you didn't know anything about Ariel. We got to suspend you. <laughs> I'm revoking your license. <laughs> All right. So there are 15 points available, uh, but there are only six questions. So this first question is worth one point. Anti-gravity yoga was originally founded by a former world-class gymnastic specialist and Broadway dancer. What is this Tony Award winner's name? Oh, God, I have no idea. I'm just going to say Pink, because that's the only famous person I know that does air. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Unfortunately, it is not Pink. Uh, The person's name is Christopher Calvin Harrison is his name. Um, so Christopher, this next question also worth one point. Christopher Calvin Harrison has a Tony award for best revival of a musical for the musical nine. What comedic actress did he design his Tony award winning aerial number in the production? For for an aerial actress? Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) I didn't know this person would have done this, but do you, uh, Jane, uh, Jane Krakowski. 
Do you know who that is? What? She, yeah, in Nine, yes. the re- the revival of Nine. I looked it up. She's up what? there flying around. What? Uh huh. You just blew my mind. I had no idea. Like the from Thirty Rock. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, wait, I'm thinking of the wrong girl. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't believe it either. I it's there. Say, she does look fit. She looks like she has mm-hmm. upper body strength. Anytime yes. I see her, I'm like, girl, she's got some shoulders. Yes. yes. I can see it. I can actually see it. She's she's got a she's got a fit bod. Love it. Well, it won a Tony for the guy who created this whole thing. So That's get so it, cool. Jane. It is. All right. This one is worth seven points. Get this one. <laughs> yeah, well, this one you'll get you'll get some of this. So Christopher created anti-gravity as a hybrid of multiple expressive body movement exercises. Name some of them. Oh, so what? name some <laughs> So name 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 some of the other body movement exercises that are also part of aerial fitness. Bridge lifts. Uh, like, like, are these more like, more <laughs> like more you've already mentioned it before so i don't want to say it harness um no what other uh what other fitness thing do you do in aerial fitness you said that your studio doesn't like you calling it this. oh yeah air, there's aerial yoga aerial yes fitness. that's one yep another Lira. one you Ooh, i don't have that one written down Oh, so this isn't like, so like, I'm just thinking like all the acrobatic, yo, like acrobatic performance arts. Is That's, that what I got thinking? that in there. I got that. Yeah, I have. So I have acrobatic performance art. I have yoga. I have uh, aerials, which you've said. I also mm-hmm. have, it also says hip hop dance, contemporary okay. dance. Yeah, I'm not um, <laughs> it's all right. I, I'm not great. at. I'm going to say you got three points because you mentioned three of them, at least within our chat. So right. you got three points for that. <laughs> Uh, okay, this one is uh, uh, stupid. I love weird scientific things. So that's what this one is. Worth four points. Another key benefit of aerial yoga, aerial fitness, is that it gets your adrenaline going and releases happy hormones that boost your mood and energy. What are hap- Do you know what the happy hormones are of the body? Is that your adrenaline? What is part of it? So adrenaline. Serotonin? Exactly. Yep. Serotonin. Any other ones? There's three other ones. Oh, oh, I don't have happy I'll hormones. say them and you're going to be so upset that, I, okay. that you, because you know, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, the, so serotonin, you got that one. Um, endorphins, uh, dopa, dopamine, and yes, okay. o- oxt- oxygen. That's what I don't, I, that's the one I haven't heard of before, but O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N. So much today. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, yeah, I know. It makes perfect sense. It's okay. <laughs> Um, this next one is worth one point. So to perform aerial yoga, aerial fitness, you must be supported by a specifically made device that can hold 3000 pounds or 300 kilos of weight. What is this device called? A silk? (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the silk (laughs) aerial swing, aerial hammock. Um, so this is, so what I found is the rig consists of, and please help me or change, change anything that I found, but the wrist consists of a support chain, webbing straps, the silk hammock, and then carabiners as well. Like for like what you would use in climbing as well. 
Yeah, that, yeah, depending right. on the uh, the uh, the mechanism to attach it to the ceiling. Yeah. But yeah, it's usually oh. like a hook hanging from the ceiling and then you attach a carabiner to that hook, a locking carabiner um, and the fabric to, to that as well. Then you can also do a swivel if you want as well, which I, I prefer. It's more fun. So the fabric yeah. can swing around <laughs> and not be stationary. Nice. Cool. Which kind of leads into this last question, which everyone saw the swivel being used in what year did Pink perform her Grammy high flying aerial acrobatics? <laughs> well, I don't know what year it was, but maybe like 2016 or something. Oh, maybe? so 2010. It was the 2010 Grammys. <laughs> Damn. So right. You got five. You did great. That's great. That's perfect. Five points out of 15 points. <laughs> but there was but you got all the ones, but you got the most points on the ones that actually define what this is. So your instructor, your 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 instructor person, they shouldn't be mad at you. <laughs> anything about the Tonys, so I'm I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, not done yet. The last section, I want you to be able to talk to people a little bit more about your nerdy. So this is Talk Nerdy to Me. Talk Nerdy to Me. All right. So the first one I have is your top three. So what I would like on here is what are your top three kind of positions that you like to put yourself into when you're up there? So my top positions, I'm trying to remember if I have a name for this. I have a, I have a pose that everyone at the studio is like, that's Kelly's pose. That's her pose. I, I can't that. remember if there's a name for it or not, but I, you know, I don't think I ever gave it a name, but it's just like this sequence of three poses that I love to do. And I've gotten people to like copy me and they're like, oh, that's just it's Kelly's pose. I think I need to come up with a name for it. Um, so yeah, there's you that do. one. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is working title, Kelly's Pose. That's what it is. Pose. Working title. <laughs> yeah, so I, I honestly can't remember because I've also been taking a break for a couple of months um, because I tore my bicep ligament. So I haven't actually been at the studio for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't think I ever like came up with a... Yeah, someone just like commented, "Yay, it's your signature pose." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's my signature pose. Um, okay. so that's I so that's my um yeah. that's my one. It's basically I start off from a thigh wrap. I get upside down, wrap it around both of my thighs, dangle like Superman and then I fall back down to the ground. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, um, that's, that's amazing. One of my favorites and then my Second favorite is um, something I call pretzel. Um, if anybody's an aerial, you'll enter this through a Georgia twist entry. And then it's so hard to explain <laughs> that I want a podcast fine. without showing it. It's um, perfectly fine. These p- people that are listening, you Google what she is saying, the words come out of her mouth, and you will see images. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so pretzel is a really nice one. You can also look at my Instagram, guys. I'll plug my Instagram yes. at the end of this. Um, and then I'd say there's this one that looks like you're like a fall, like you're diving down towards the towards the floor, and your foot is like wrapped on the fabric at the top. You you only have one foot attached, and then you have your arm pushing the fabric down towards the floor. You're looking at the floor. 
and it looks like you're diving towards the ground. Oh, it's like so... so beautiful. I feel like we all look like angels when we do it. It's one of my favorite poses. Um, that's my my top three. My my signature pose, pretzel, and then I think it's called I can't know what the last one's called, fallen angel maybe. We just like post it. Like we know what pose we're talking about when we're doing it. Um, yeah. But there's not set names for everything and it's yeah. still evolving so much. So it's so funny when we go, when I go to an air class or I go to open gym, people will be working on a pose and they're like, what pose are you looking at? Are you trying to do? And people like can't usually explain it. They have to show you or they have to be like, oh, I'm trying to copy this one from Instagram. And then people will be like, oh, I know how to do that. Let me show you. It's very, it's such a visual sport. It's so hard to describe things, um, you know, with your words. So we just have to show it basically all the time. <laughs> I love that. That's, that was beautiful how you described that. I, I think that's so cool. And I think what's great too is the, the everything's being created. So we're trademarking Kelly's pose, working title, and we're also trademarking Fallen Angel because um, we weren't sure. Pretzel, it sounded like that was already a name, so we can't trademark pretzel that one. So. Well, that one I was very adamant. I was like, I look like a pretzel when I do this pose. I'm not sure if it was named before I came up with that, but I loved the pose and I kept posting it. And people were like, what's that pose? And I was like, it's called Pretzel. Like, yes. Awesome. And I don't know if I actually started that, but someone was like, yeah, that is named Pretzel. And I was like, I think I named it, but maybe I did. Yes. I love maybe it. Maybe I was really on spot and I was like, that looks like a pretzel. And then I was right, but I don't Right, know. maybe. No, I, I give really yourself credit. You named it. Else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, this one is your Desert Island question. So I'm going to twist this question a little bit. Um, so instead of if you were on a desert island, what I would like to ask you, how long? given time constraints are gone, the feeling of pain in your body will not be there. How long would you spend doing aerial fitness in one like sitting? If you couldn't get hurt, if you couldn't do anything, would you just live in it? Would you just be like a monkey? For hours (laughs) and hours on end, but it's so hard to think about that because it is so (laughs) exhausting. Like, so I'm sure that you've looked at, the, the, the posts on my Instagram and maybe people listening to this will as well. But one of those like 30 second to 60 second clips of me doing a pose that takes so much energy and it's so exhausting <laughs> um, that like you do one and, and, and you're also like you're spinning, you're upside down, you're disoriented when you come back down, your blood has rushed to your head. So it's like after you come down out of pose, you need like you need to recover for, you know, a couple of minutes and then you're like, okay, let me get back into it and I'll try it again. It's so it's so hard to like think of it as like a, I to do it for hours because I know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a good answer. Great answer. Um, top event. So what is a, a position or what is one of your goals that you want to achieve uh, in aerial fitness or this? I would like to perform, I guess. I mean, so I mainly perform in our studio and perform for, you know, Instagram posts, but I would, I think it'd be so cool to do a performance. Um, There are several clubs downtown in Chicago, like Untitled Supper Club. They have aerial performance um, performers that come there and perform. Um, I'm friends with a couple of them and like, 
man, like if you think my <laughs> stuff is impressive, <laughs> you should look at some of these chicks because they're incredible. Like they can tort their bodies in so many different ways that I can't even imagine. They're on point with all of their music and the transitions from pose to pose, timing it with the music. It's just beautiful. And I, if I'm ever lucky enough to be able to get to that kind of stage in my practice, like, oh my God, I think I'm the world. <laughs> like that would be so cool if I could get to that level. I'm not pushing myself to do that um, because there are people that this is their entire livelihood. This is part of my livelihood. I do teach, but it's not something that I de delve all of my time into. So I think it's very impressive for these women that are able to do those performances. I wish I could get to that point and I hope that one day I'm close to it. We'll see. <laughs> Love that. Um, where should someone start if they were going to look into doing this themselves? Um, what is kind of the best path? Um, where can they take a class from you? <laughs> um, so the best route to go is to Google aerial yoga slash fitness studios near you. Um, I will say that air aerial fitness is the one that I work at and we are, I think the first, if not only national brand or franchise across the country. So there are air aerial fitness studios in a lot of U.S. cities. We're in Chicago, we're in um, Denver, L.A., um, lots of different places. So I would start with going to Air Aerial Fitness and searching if there's any locations near you. I personally teach at the Lincoln Park location in Chicago. We are also opening up a new Lakeview studio this fall, so you can come see me there as well. Nice. Perfect plug. Good job. Um, that kind of answered another one of the uh, Talk Nerdy to Me sections, which is the best place to find. So like she said, Google, find these in your area. Um, ooh, next one is if I like blank, then I will like aerial fitness. What I mean by that is like if I like gore and gruesome, I will like horror movies. Like I want you mm -hmm. to fill in that blank. So if I like yeah. blank, then I will like aerial fitness. If you like bar, you will like aerial fitness. If you like dance, you will like aerial fitness. If you like gymnastics, you will like aerial fitness. Um, I feel like there's like there's so many different people with different backgrounds that come to our studio. They're like, oh, I've never done this, but I used to do gymnastics, or I used to do bar, or I used to do yoga. Um, there's so many different interests that can come come through aerial um we get a lot of different backgrounds so i think it's applicable to a lot of different people that have tried different types of fitness in their in their past and they just want to do something a little more creative now nice next one is a random fact what is your favorite random fact about aerial fitness mm, random fact uh <laughs> you've been dropping knowledges this whole time um is there any is there any random fact that you know aerial fitness helps with your body and certain things is there anything great um, for your spine it's great for spinal decompression um like uh it, it's a lot of the same as like an inversion table if you strap your legs to those inversion tables and go upside down it's the same thing as if you do aerial and you do basically what we were talking before the upside down crunches just don't do the crunch just hang upside yeah. down <laughs> nice. um yeah i think that's a, a 
yeah, it's, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I like that. That's a good random fact. I love it. Um, and then the last question, I want you to speak to all of the aerial fitness nerds out there, the people that are listening to this, that know what you're talking about and love it. I want you to say something to them whenever you want to say. Oh, I don't know. What do I want to say to everybody? Um, you know, I've loved being part of this aerial fitness community. It's been so cool. Um, I just like love, I just love you all. You're great. Um, I don't know if I've talked much about this, Michael, but like the, the community aspect of it, it's global and it's so cool that, you know, I, we all follow different people on Instagram, me and my friends, um, at the, at the studio and we'll follow people from Singapore, people from Taiwan and things like that. And we're copying poses from these people and trying to do them ourselves. And it's so supportive. I have so many, um, you know, aerial fitness and performers that follow me and I follow back and we comment on each other's posts and we're like, how did you get into that pose? And so I guess like, I just want to say thanks to everybody for like welcoming me into the community and being like so cool and helpful and supportive. I mean, I also get DMs from people all the time. They're like, how did you do that pose? Like I saw this picture, but there's no video. Can you do a video for me? And I'm like, sure, I'll do a video if it's helpful (laughs) for you. And like that just like motivates me to keep doing it, to know that like things I'm posting are helpful to people. And also that if I'm struggling with something, I can reach out to someone and get help with a certain pose if I need it because everybody's so nice and welcoming and just wants us to further ourselves in our own practice and just grow, grow the community even more than it already is. That is beautiful. That's so beautiful. That really is. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for depositing your knowledge and your excitement. This is I'm going to take you up on joining uh, or, or at least go into a class. I really am because it's been it's been something that I like have, I've, you know, had been scared but wanting to type thing. Yes. Um, I'm super excited. But please tell the people where they can find you. This is your moment to shine for plugs. Um, uh, you said the the studio's name is Air, Aerial Chicago. What did you say the name Air, is? Yep. Aerial Fitness Chicago. Aerial Fitness Air, Chicago. Aerial. Air Aerial Fitness Chicago. You can find us on Instagram at AirFitChicago. Um, also at AirFit Lincoln Park and AirFit South Loop. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I am Kelly underscore in the air. Um, you say, can say that one that. more time. Everyone needs to do it. The follow Kelly, Say it one more time. Follow me. Kelly underscore in the air. I'm not in the air right now. I'm on the ground. My arm's in a sling, but I will be back to being in the air very soon, I hope. <laughs> yes, love it. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, listeners, as well uh, for tuning in um, to your nerdy obsession. And as always, if you are an aerial fitness person and want to add some more color or some of your own context, you can always email us or DM us. Email us at yournerdyo at gmail.com. DM us on the socials at yournerdyo as well. But follow us first on the socials, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, yournerdyo. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. This has been a, a privilege and a pleasure. Um, but everyone, we will, uh, see you another time. So bye. Avengers Assemble.